Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. This is your opportunity to get on the line and get a little financial advice. Just let us know what's going on. You can send emails to askjill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, just click the Contact Us button. Tell us what's going on, and we will arrange to get you on the air. Today, we're talking to Jenny. She is calling from Washington State. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the program. Hi, Jill. I'm calling you because I was hoping you could give me some advice on how to save for my baby's college education. He's eight months old right now, and we're wanting to get something set up for him, but But. we're not sure exactly what we should do. Um, We're really kind of concerned about uh, whether college, as we know it, will even exist 20 years from now. Okay, that seems fair. Um, Let me ask you a question. So first of all, this is your first child, right? First child. Okay. Yes. And how old are you guys? I am 36. My husband's 35. Okay. And tell me a little bit about what's going on in your broader financial life. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think my husband earns about $86,000 a year. I earn probably about about fifty-seven. And I took the last year or so mostly off to uh, be with the baby. So I'm uh, starting back to work. So now that that's happening, we're trying to start saving some money for the baby. You feel comfortable now in terms of your cash flow, like how the Um, money's coming in, what you're paying. You know what I mean? Like, Like what's going on for you guys? Do you feel like very happy and flush? Do you feel like, oh my God, we're living paycheck to paycheck? I want more of like the, I want the color commentary. Yeah, I think one thing we realized this last year is that we're able to get by on my husband's income alone, which makes it so uh, now that I'm going back to work, we realize that we have, um, you know, I guess we felt a little bit pinched this year. Yeah, um, right. But but now that I'm going back to work, we realize that this is a great opportunity to uh, be able to uh, start investing in our baby's education. And for me, you know, I just finished my PhD a few years ago, so oh I don't God. have that much retirement savings. So it's it's kind of an opportunity for us to start getting ahead on a lot of fronts since yeah. we've realized, we've scaled back enough, we've realized that we don't really need my income for other things. That's fantastic. So how much are you contributing to your retirement accounts, each of you? Like what percentage of your income will go into retirement? For me, I'm hoping I can actually put away about 20%. I think my husband puts somewhere in the teens into his account. That's I don't great. Actually that's number great. Number okay, that's fantastic. So you guys are ma- basically are going to plan to pretty much maximize retirement accounts. How about money that's in the bank? Just plain old savings. What do you have in there? About 20000 in a an emergency fund. Um, another 50000 invested. Um, outside of retirement. Outside of retirement, okay, yeah. Okay, great. How about debt? What do you have? Do you have, a, do you have a, a house and a mortgage? Do you have college loans still? What do you have? Yeah, so we have a, uh, we have a house and a mortgage. Um, I think the home actually, gosh, a $1,500 a month mortgage. I think there's probably about $100,000 of equity in the house right now. That's great. I have seventeen thousand dollars of student loans. I think it's about three hundred twenty something dollars a month. I pay on that. What is the interest rate on the student loan debt? Um, Six point five percent. Oh, so I mean, like that's a real number. 
you're making just the minimum payments or are you making more than the minimum payments? Um, I'm making, I guess it's on the sort of highest payment plan mm-hmm. that, that, you know, out of the options that you can choose. So it, it was almost 30 to start with and I've been, you know, just paying it down. I've right. kind of gotten to the point where it, it, it's going more rapidly now. And I think if I continued making this payment, it would be paid off in about five years. I think we're going to try to pay on it uh, more aggressively than that yeah. uh, if, if we can over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that would make sense. In fact, let me just say, sort of pull back a little bit. So um, uh, anything besides a student loan debt, no credit card debt, nothing scary out there, right? No, like, I mean, kind of minor balances on our on, on our credit cards, uh, which is actually isn't something that we usually have. We just had some car repairs and a new roof. Oh, <laughs> so yes. That's fun. But, uh, how, but much, uh, how much do you have outstanding on, like five grand? Probably about five grand a piece. And my, my husband's usually able to you know, get his paid. Uh, he's thinking he'll have his paid down in the next two months or so. Mine will probably have to wait until, I, until I've been working for... For uh, a, a few months. Well, again. maybe not, because I have an idea for you. Okay, let's all right. Hear it. So let's hear it. Okay, so first of all, you're in good shape. You're going to get all this. We're going to clean this all up very quickly. Can you tell me about the fifty thousand dollars that is invested outside of retirement and what it is invested in? I actually probably can't tell it, you that. Well, okay. my, Let me ask you a bigger that's question. Mostly, that's uh, mostly, um, yeah, it's mostly my husband's uh, project. Okay. And is that like his fun money? Like I get to invest in fun things over here or is that, you know, what is considered just an asset for both of us? Here's what I'm thinking. I would like if he's game, I think that what makes sense is that, you know, we're coming off a pretty good run in the stock market. I don't know what his gains are, whether he has capital gains or not. But what I would say is this, it makes a lot of sense for you to sell some of that account, pay off the two balances of the credit card immediately, because, you know, it's just silly to have that at your stage. You don't need that. Just pay that off. And I might even, if he's game, take some of the money out of that investment account and pay off your student loans one in one lump sum. Goodbye. And that would take the investment account down, I know, by, you know, half about. But it is a very efficient way to basically get a guaranteed 6.5% return on the student loans and a return of much more on the credit cards because credit card interest rates start to get pretty insidious. So if he were game for that and I can give him all the rationale, we can do that offline with him, that would be a priority for me. The other thing I would consider is at this point, if you get all of that stuff cleaned up, that's when I would think about then putting money away for college. I don't think, as you say, you need to think about that college is going to disappear because there will be costs involved. Even if if in 20 years, college is an online experience, it's probably not going to be free. So what I would really be thinking about is if you want to just save for college or private school, you would be looking for a Section 529 plan. Now, the plan that is administered through the state of Washington does not offer any tax benefit specifically. It's okay. It's not like it's a it's a BNY Mellon investment account. I think that you may want to be looking at other uh, 529 plans from other states. They have good plans in Nevada and Utah and Alaska and Maryland. Those are all very good plans. I would really be focused on 
paying down the outstanding debt first, making sure that your emergency reserve fund really has the six months that you need, maxing out both of your retirement accounts, and then putting whatever you can afford into a 529 plan. Let me let me add two things. So the first is that next year, and this is part of, I mean, whatever our strategy is, I think this is something that will help us in the next year. I, I have some, some research money coming in, so I'll have about another twenty five or $30,000 uh, just a one-year thing on top of my regular salary. Oh, and then, so you could um, use that. The credit cards right now, we kind of anticipated uh, we would probably need a new roof, and uh, and then we had some baby-related expenses as well. So both of us had um, just applied for zero-interest credit cards so that we could uh, not be paying interest on this while we were in okay. a phase where we knew. So I guess, I mean, obviously we don't. <laughs> the clock is ticking on those, but it's kind of something we had uh, planned, planned for. for okay. I guess, but not to say that it wouldn't be a, a you know a viable okay. option to pay oh. those off well in advance of of uh, that well, zero interest period ending. If, if it sounds like your husband was on his way to paying his off, and if you've got twenty five grand coming in in research money, how is that taxed to you? Is it fully taxable or is it not taxable because it's research money? I believe it is going to be taxable. Um, So I would use that then for you. And as soon as you get that, pay off your credit card balance. That's easy, right? And then I would also pay off your student loans with that. Then you don't have, then you don't have to touch the investment account. Now, if you don't, if you really think that your kid is not going to go to college or that college is going to change dramatically, you can kind of split the difference. You can use a 529 plan for some not all, for some savings, just because it's a really good way to save for education. Are you going to send, you know, who knows, maybe this kid goes to private high school or you're not going to be putting so much money in here that it, it, it is going to kind of derail you if the rules change about how college is paid for. But I do think it's worthwhile at least examining that. If you have more than, you know, a couple $3,000, you know, certainly you might be thinking about, let's say, a Roth IRA because you guys could actually do a Roth IRA. You can qualify. You can access that money or you could just add it to the investment account because, you know, honestly, considering at least for the next five or six years, your tax bracket is pretty good. I mean, you're in the 22 percent tax bracket and there's no state income tax in Washington, right? Mm -hmm, That's correct. So, I mean, in many ways, the idea that you pay your taxes and just invest your money, that's your maximum flexibility when it comes to college savings. It's just even better to use a 529 plan because, you know, you can put an after-tax dollar in, but if you use that money for education, you don't have to pay any capital gains on it. So maybe you do a little bit of both. In general, like how much money do you recommend that people have in, in their college savings? You know, you can, you have, you, this is what I would do. I would, I would maybe just look at the numbers for like, well, let's see, you have to decide yourselves, like how much you want to actually try to pay for. You can only do so much. I would want you to be student loan credit card debt free. I would want you to have six to 12 months of your expenses in emergency reserves. I'd want you to both be maxing out your retirement accounts. Then you tell me how much extra money you have available once you do those things three things. And that's how much you should be contributing to college, because I don't think it's worthwhile for you guys to shortchange your own retirement planning in order to save for college. 
I really think that's important. And if you said, I, I listen, you wholeheartedly want to make sure you be able to pay as much as you can, you know, it's okay. You'll be able to pay for some of this out of your cash flow. We don't know what the future holds, but I still think that retirement for you guys is a much more important component of your whole financial planning process. That's, <laughs> that's good to think about. I, 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 guess I know it's hard. it must be hard to hear that because whenever I say that to parents, they are like, oh, I just want to save money for college. I mean, I want you to save for college. And if all of a sudden, you know, you're getting big bonuses or big jumps up in your in your income, then I think you'll be able to put more away for college. But first, again, as long as you're maxing out your retirement accounts, then I think it's perfectly reasonable to say, okay, what is extra? We have five grand a year extra. Okay, let's put half of it in a 529 plan and half of it in the investment account. Or let's put all of it in a 529 plan for the first, you know, for the next five years. And then let's see where we stand. Because a lot of your life is going to change. You're going to know a lot more about kind of like, is this kid going to be the kind of kid who, you know, at five years old is like intellectually curious. You might be like, oh, he's going to get a, a scholarship. Who knows? Maybe he won't. Maybe <laughs> she won't. You know what I mean? Like, so I always feel like yeah. you just sort of like test it every bunch of years. And if in five years from now, you're both making a lot more money, you want to put much more money into your into college savings because you can, then that's fine. I just worry about parents who shortchange their own retirement savings because they're putting money away for college. And that, I think, is a danger. Yeah, that's really good to hear. I guess I, we sort of just felt that we that we had to or like, you know, no, we couldn't look back to at our own. I'm taking you <laughs> off the hook. Listen to Aunt Jill. Really, everybody makes this assumption that they have to forego their own financial planning for their kids. And I understand why you do that. I think the real risk is to imagine, I don't know how old your parents are, but just imagine that your parents have paid for every bit of your college education. And now you're in your 30s and all of a sudden your parents come to you and say, "Uh, by the way, we don't have enough money to retire. We need your help. And that happens a lot. And so what I'm trying to help you avoid is the mistake that so many people have made, which is they really want to put their kids first. I understand why you want to put your kids first, but they shortchange themselves. But in the end, when you can't hit your own retirement goals, chances are you're going to have to turn to your kids for help. And nobody wants to do that. So better to take care of yourself, establish that firm foundation, which I think you have. I mean, you've got a lot of money in your retirement accounts. You're now going back to work. I don't know if you're going to have more kids or not, but that's, you know, sort of question mark. So let's do the, the financial foundation work that you need to get done as quickly as possible. And then if you've got extra money, then fine, put it away for for education. But you know what? We'll know a lot more information in the next five years just about like what is the what's the look ahead? How is college funding changing? You know, we can't presume to try to guess where we stand right now. Yeah, that sounds very wise. I think, you know, it's just kind of paralyzing looking ahead and trying to predict two decades in the future. Right, exactly. uh, And you know, and you know what? You don't have to. Let me take you off the hook. Again, you're going to go back. You're going to get back into your groove. And the thing that you're going to think about is, okay, I'm back here. I've got this money coming in, this extra money. Let me pay down my credit card balance. Let me pay down my student loans, beef up my emergency reserve fund. And let's both of us make sure we are maxed out on our retirement contributions. That's where you start. 
that's where you start. And if there's extra money that is available, that is when you start to consider, should we put money into a 529 plan? And if we're going to use some, maybe we'll do some 529. Maybe we'll do some Roth IRA. Let's see. Because, you know, you guys are actually at an age because you had kids, you know, in your 30s that you'll be able to access your Roth IRA money if you wanted to. Maybe that's like a way to split the difference. We're sort of doing a little retirement, but also we're also doing some saving for college if we needed to. Right. Because, you Mm -hmm. know, in 15 years, we'll both be 59 and we'll be able to grab some of that money and, and not pay any penalty. So. You know, if you want, that is a perfectly reasonable way to manage it and kind of do double duty, which is if the kid doesn't need it for college, we have it for retirement. If we do need to dip into it for college, we can do that, too. Okay, perfect. All right. So did I overwhelm you more? Call me back if you need more help, okay? Okay. (laughs) That helps a lot. Thanks so much, All right. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week. 